Hey, we're just about to jump into the episode, but before we do, did you know we have a junior-friendly Discord community? It's completely free to join. If you want to join us, the link is in the description. We'd love to have you. All right, enjoy the episode. All right, what can I help you with? All right, so uh, I've been in the process of applying for jobs, and I've I've completed about three to four projects. Um, they're all front-end. So at this point, I'm just wondering, because I don't want to keep uh, basically doing the same thing over and over. So at this point, I'm just wondering what is that one capstone, if you will, front end project that I can build that would impress an employer and be like, you know what? He's job ready. Yeah. Um, are you aiming for front end positions purely? Yes. Front. Yes. Front end only. I'm, I'm trying to focus 100 percent on front end so I can be really good at that before I start trying to, you know, pick up back end. Gotcha. OK. So good news and bad news. You can definitely come up with a project. So for the good news, you can come up with a project that will impress a lot of employers. The problem is different employers look for different things. They solve different problems. They have different products you might work on. Right. So coming up, this is why I hate the advice of like when people give like a templated project. This is the project that you need to work on. Right. It doesn't work. A lot of employers have different um, requirements. So the good news is. What they are looking for is for you to demonstrate, David, that you have a solid foundation in the fundamentals of the stack, in programming in general. Um, so my question to you, I'm going to toss it back on you. What mm -hmm. do you want to build? If you could build anything that would kind of, it would solve the type of problem that you want to solve in a professional setting. It, you're able to build the web-based software that you want to work on for a certain company, mm -hmm. what would that be? Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of where my problem lies. I mean, uh, so far, you know, I've just created like an e-commerce site. I've created some landing pages, um, uh, a car rental website, you know, like websites that actual could be for actual companies, you know, because I think that that's a good, you know, it's always a good thing to have something that you could actually sell to someone else. That's a good starting point. But I don't know a project that an employer would actually be impressed by. So being impressed. So they're going to be impressed by two things. One, you having a good, solid knowledge of the language, the stack that you're working with and good foundational knowledge of programming to what the hell you're interested in. Companies want to hire people that want to solve their problems. You're not a code monkey. You're not just typing away at requirements. You are building solutions. You are a problem solver. And that's the mindset you need to start shifting into, because if you're a problem solver, then what do you do? You start identifying problems that exist in the world and you, with your technical ability to be able to build a whole web page, you can now build the solution to these problems. And keep in mind, like you can connect your app to third-party databases. You could just use something like Firestore, right? So you could store information. You can create a full-fledged web app just focusing on front-end skills, which is really helpful. Um, but uh, so we, I'll give you a couple ideas to help you think about some stuff that you can build. So what was your old career before you started getting into this? Uh, I was in the medical field. OK, what do you do? Uh, pharmacy technician. Gotcha. Was there any software? I, mm -hmm. I feel like okay, it was so outdated. <laughs> yes, very outdated. Um, what are like two features that you wish the software could have had? Could have had. Or upgrade, like what would those features look like if they were actually legitimate, non-outdated features? 
That's a good question. Um, I, I don't know any, any features I would actually wish it had. The, it was just outdated in the sense of, you know, the design itself was outdated. Like it, it seemed like something that started in like the 2000s and they just mm. never updated the look um, or the performance of it. So, I mean, it worked perfectly fine and it had every feature that I, I mean, maybe it's because I haven't worked in another pharmacy to know what features we were lacking, you know? Sure. So that's with you focusing on front end, you have the advantage of like, okay, I can make this look a lot better, right? If you had to mm -hmm. build a web-based version of that software that you were using or web-based version. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if like pharmacy software in general, it's like, if it's even web-based, um, maybe different pharmacies have different types of software, but you could at least focus with your focus on front end, focus on making it look better with CSS, right? You could really double down on CSS and just show that you truly understand how to build this type of software. So you don't even have to think of a problem to solve. You can just rebuild this uh, kind of like a similar software or something even smaller that kind of solves a very small problem for pharmacists and you can make it look like you want it to look. Right. And so yeah. that alone, like, so when you are trying to apply for dev positions, this is so cheesy. I'm just going to say it anyways, your, your superpower when you get into a dev position is blending your old industry into you becoming a developer. That's what makes you interesting. That's what makes you unique. Yeah. And so I'm not saying you have to come up with ideas on the spot during this conversation, but I need you to start thinking about this kind of stuff because this, like when you become a front end developer, you're going to be in touch with UX. You're going to be in touch with product. You're going to be in the rooms. You're going to be talking ideas. Um, now that's not your main job, but you being able to contribute, like when you hear something, you're like, that doesn't really sound right. Witness user kind of had a, a bad experience because of this. That alone makes you stand out among many other aspiring developers because you're a problem solver. You're listening to the user's needs, their frustrations, right? So when you're getting in a front end, it also means getting a little bit savvy with UX, understanding how your user is going to be using what you're building and how you can make that better with also considering the imp like how you are going to implement it in a way that actually scales. Right. So, for example, a lot of designers will um, you'll you'll have to push back. A lot of designers want to create these very unique inventions and they don't create a consistent pattern all the time across the website. They want this to be unique because this solves this specific user problem. And so now you have to kind of play front end developer and say, you know what? We have something similar over here. The implementation is really easy. We can get this out to our users like right away. If I just tweak it just a little bit and build a reusable yeah. component. And now this works here and this works here. Like that's another thing you're going to be focused on as a front end developer. Mm -hmm. So you having knowledge when you start with product creation with the expectation of yourself, like I want to build something that's actually useful. Not that I want to sell to people unless you want to get into agency work. That's an entirely different thing. That's a different trajectory, but chances are you're probably going to be applying for product based positions. Um, think, try to think about it from the side of a user, try to think about it from the side of your expertise even. And if you can't, if you feel like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll just assume you're burned out on being a pharmacist, never want to do that again. Don't want to touch that kind of software, right? You use apps every single day. You probably have your favorite web apps that you use. You're telling me that you are in love 
with these perfect apps that have done no wrong, that have built every feature that you wanted to, right? That have no bugs whatsoever, that look perfect, right? You're telling me that you can't just take a small feature that you wish one of your favorite apps had used because you, the user, are benefiting from this app. You're telling me you can't just build out a feature and expand that with multiple other features into solving someone else or another person's problem that's probably similar to yours, right? So, like, break it down. Break these huge web apps that use down into very, very small components. What do you wish Twitter would have done better? What do you wish LinkedIn would have done better? What about your financial software, right? Build. And so, when you choose one of these apps to kind of break down, build a smaller feature, and then expand it, into your own thing. Try to think about as you're doing it, as you're practicing it, because this is a skill you have to build, but try to think about what company is going to build a similar product. <clears throat> now you build this project. You're like, this is really cool. This actually helps me out, right? I'm sure it could help other people out. Now, what companies can I look for that have similar products? where I can very easily translate my skills and the problems that I solve and enjoy solving into this company because they're building similar software. Now, you're not just another aspiring developer doing the cold application process to spitting out your application to 500 companies and getting no response. Now, you have a very targeted approach with your interview process, with your job search. Now, you're applying to companies where... They're solving the problems that you want to solve. And th that's going to make you stand out. You can really highlight that in a cover letter. You can highlight that just with networking and like getting yourself involved in the dev community and talking to other people and showcasing your project and what you love building. Right. Like I'm, I'm basically teaching you a mindset. It's a shift in mindset instead of tell me what to build. I'll build a perfect templated project into I'm going to build something that I would love to build. This is going to be my passion project, which employers want you to talk about. But once you get a passion project going, it's easier to come up with features that are more complex. And now you got to touch on more complex concepts. Now you got to bring more complex JavaScript into it because it has this like interesting interactive functionality. Right. So um, that's what I would try to shift your mindset into that for the uh, what product you should build. But essentially, that's what you're doing. You're building a product. You train yourself to do that. You apply for the companies where that product aligns. Now you're going to stand out among many, many other developers. Okay. So um, let's say, for example, I did make a, you know, some type of pharmacy app that, you know, solved some type of problem that I felt like could have been improved on. Um, where do I draw the line between front, front end and where it's kind of hitting back end? Like, would local storage be considered back end or is that still front end considered? It's still front end. Local storage is still okay. front end. So you can, I mean, you can build. The thing is, a lot of companies are hiring for heavy JavaScript knowledge, a lot of front end mm -hmm. positions. I mean, you can get front end positions that are still building landing pages. And I think it's very valuable to get really good with CSS. It will make you stand out. But there's a reason a lot of coding boot camps prioritize JavaScript over CSS because the types of applications you're going to be working on, it's mostly going to be a React application. That React application is going to have many complex features, of course, hooked up with the back end. And so I think there's value in building a complex app 
that typically will require some sort of data storage. Now, to build that, you can utilize local storage. That's completely fine. But you, depending on the app that you're going to be building, you might hit some limitations. And yeah. um, what you can take advantage of is just a third-party hosted database where you don't have to set up the backend. You can take advantage of a serverless solution where the backend just it works right. You kind of just look through the documentation. There are a few functions you need to call, and boom, it's stored. You got to do a tiny little config, but boom, it's stored. And now you can, you don't have to worry about like getting overwhelmed with learning the backend. How far, how deep do I go? It's just, let me look for a serverless solution where it'll just record this data. It'll update this data. It'll delete this data in this third-party database. And I don't really need to know the workings in between. I just know I call a function. It does that. That's all you really need to focus on. But you can also like, that's for kind of like a full-fledged product if you were going to build this pharmacy app. But also, um, you can... Uh, I just spaced what I was trying to say. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can use a third-party API, and you can take data from another source mm-hmm. and display it in a meaningful way that helps users on the front end, right? So you don't mm-hmm. even have to like think about storing your own data or building your own data. You can take meaningful data and just display it to the front end. You just pull front. So demonstrating that you know what asynchronous behavior is. You can make an AJAX request at the very least, right? Um, and, you know, ideally kind of diving into promises with JavaScript, but you can take that data and manipulate it, turn it into something else that becomes your app. This is this becomes something useful for people that is also valuable. So you can do that as well and not even have to set up some serverless solution. OK, that works. Um, that works. That actually that actually gives me an idea for. Uh, the API part you were talking about, I saw that there's some type of um, API for drugs, like a database of drugs, collection of drugs. So I could do something like that because that was a feature I wish that we actually had being able to actually educate someone on what the drug actually did in that moment, as opposed to having to click a link, the link taking us to another page and we have to type in the drug we're looking for. That's kind of archaic. So (laughs) it sounds archaic. (laughs) And so what I would even do is look up so you could do a little research before you dive into the. So I think this is a really cool project that can actually showcase your skills. Keep in mind, you don't have to like I think the chances of you um, getting a product based position based on the app that you build and it's syncing up like it's the same industry. It's solving the same problem. It's not 100 percent. Yeah. One, yeah. But what this does is it makes it easier for you to come up with ideas, features mm-hmm. to create. Right. It kind yeah. of solves that problem for you. And there will be many companies that will look at your features specifically. Um, listen to you talk about implementation with your code and say, you know what? We've kind of like do similar things, even though it's a different industry that's still mm-hmm. transferable over into other industries. I'm just saying like the perfect job search is you aligning what you want to build with the mm-hmm. type of company. But at the very least, if this pharmacy app allows you to like, not really think about the problem itself as much and allows you to practice. Cause you've only built like a couple front end projects. Um, mm-hmm. 
It allows you to build a full-fledged project that's much more complex that you can have a longer conversation with. You have different implementations you got to walk through because it's a complex project. There's some depth to it, right? It's not going to just be like a one minute. This is what how it works. It's like it's going to be a 10 minute conversation in the interview where you got to talk about like how you implemented this certain feature um, that just like integrated with another feature. And it just so you can. Yeah. So anyways, like you can build this pharmacy based web app. You already have an idea with the API information. You could do something useful with it and make it a little bit more um, accessible. But yeah, now I feel like I'm just ranting. But does that give you a better idea? Yeah, it it does. It does. Regarding the feature part, could I ask you about any features that you could think of that I could add to a current project? Depends on the project. Give me an example. So it's um it's a credit card website. So right now it's just literally it's just a like three to four page credit card website. Um and it's Right now, the only there's no real real features. You know, it's just a landing page, I guess. You know, it just tells you about the credit card, uh, the different memberships that are available, and then it tells you different credit cards that are available along with their perks and all of that. Um, so I also have like apply now buttons. And I I do think of implementing a feature where you can actually apply now and actually fill complete fields as if you're applying for the card itself. But what other features could I add to this website? <sighs> Um, if I think about a credit card website, um, I mean, you don't want to take in users' financial data. You're not ready for that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, you know, like I, I would, I like that idea of providing some functionality with the apply now. Right. And then what happens? They apply some wizardry happens on the back end and, um, maybe it's like your credit card application or yeah, your application has like a process of like in proc, uh, or like submitted in mm-hmm. review, um, or completed, approved or rejected. Right. So you have multiple States where now you can, um, you can create things like what happens if like even just showcasing, okay, I have multiple. St- so first of all, do you, did you build it with uh react or just a vanilla react? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you can manage this through state, but um, now you have multiple states where you can have your application display something a little bit different um, to the user, depending on the different state that their uh, application is in. That's one example of how you can expand on that specific feature. Um, And like, maybe you display like extra, I don't know, extra tips or information based on the current state. Um, Maybe there's a timer you build a timer into it. Like, you know, our applications take up to eight hours and you could literally showcase a timer of how long they still have until it's actually reviewed or something like that. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's something you could implement, but I'm going to be honest. I don't really know like that solution, that product. And so what you can do is use chat GBT to help you come up with features like lean on it, let it help you come up with features. And um, what you can even do is like an interesting thing is I am trying to get more comfortable with promises. This is the website that I'm building. Give me 10 features that utilize this fundamental concept that I'm really trying to learn so I can practice it. So you can also start really doubling down on 
improving your foundations with the language that you're working with. Okay. That makes sense. That helps. Give it time. This is this is skill to be able to come up with a solution like this that you need to build over time. Don't expect yourself to like this for for this to be a clean process. But what you can do until you get better at it, you can have ChatGPT help you come up with some ideas. But you got to like really build up the prompt and say things that you're interested yeah. in building. Right. But what does that look like? How do I incorporate all these features, all these hard concepts I'm trying to reinforce into a project like this and have ChatGPT help you come up with a project and features. Yeah. I didn't think about asking ChatGPT. I don't know why. I don't use ChatGPT as much as I should. I don't. A lot of it's very underutilized. <laughs> it's very helpful, but yeah, I, I don't know why. I, don't, I still use Google more than I use ChatGPT. I don't know why. I should Habits. switch. It. I should switch it. Yeah. Well, we still got a, yeah, about five to six minutes um anything else uh regarding regarding the job search um do you think that you know because code applying isn't effective i I mean i know it you know it can be effective but what is the best way in your opinion that you would go about finding a job in this you know in this market like what if you have any specific sites that are better than others that you know of, maybe you've had success with more or anything like that? Um, I mean, I can give a couple general tips, but keep in mind, I'm taking six months to be, build a free developer job hunting course. So there's too mm-hmm. much information to answer that question uh, yeah. of exactly what I would do. Um, but yes, I, I think your your idea of the cold application process being a weaker approach is correct. But a lot of people won't do what I did in terms of like when I described building a product of the type of company that you want to work for, where you actually care about the problem, where you actually come up with a solution and you expand on it and hell, you get a user base behind it. You just shout it out on LinkedIn. There's different website like if you build a product you put it on product hunt or some other website right like a lot of people won't take those extra steps but i would argue getting those skills up getting user feedback following the agile process where you get user feedback then you implement more features based on user feedback and it's this iterative cycle building that skill up is a professional developer skill or one that you're going to use in your professional development so focus on building skills up by building real products um and that'll make you stand out but in terms of the job search i don't think there's a better job search i think different companies have their preferences for job sites in general but just make sure that you're not applying directly on the uh, job site or uh, mm-hmm. your uh, the job board and you're going directly to the company to apply Make sure you're submitting a cover letter, not some templated BS cover letter that's worthless. It's not even worth your time. I'm telling you, you're better off just spitting out your application than a templated cover letter. But your a good, effective cover letter is you did a little company research. You understand the values of the company. You understand like what they're trying to achieve, right? Or mm-hmm. maybe you look up like um, maybe one of their software engineers on the team uh, writes, um, kind of just shares their thoughts on a convention they learned at work right read about like what the hell's going on on their tech team and you could even respond to that blog post um you'd be like when you respond you could share your own opinion or share what you think about their opinion right just make sure it's constructive but you know take advantage of people are 
on the tech team are writing it's very hard to get eyes on your stuff right away they love responses they they crave responses that's why they're writing um so you can respond to that i'm like this is actually like if you find it really interesting you're like and this is actually something that you'd be interested in learning more about their team like you could use that as an icebreaker like hey i'm actually looking for dead positions i love what you wrote or i kind of i disagree with what you wrote but i really want to pick your brain you know i'm a new developer Mm -hmm. um like can you give me like 10 minutes on zoom? Like I'll make it quick. I just like, I'm just trying to grow. I want, I want to hear more about this. Uh, what you're doing at your company sounds interesting. And that's a little bit more of a natural way as an icebreaker, but I would practice just communicating with developers, responding to them, going to meetups, going to even networking events. I think networking events can get a little stuffy, but sometimes they're fun. Never pay for one. I don't think it's ever worth paying for one. (laughs) Um, but like go to like a react meetup and just like, usually they'll have a little networking portion of that and just like talk with other developers. Like that's a natural way to network is when people hear networking to me, it sounds very stuffy. It sounds very boring and forced. And I hate that, but a natural way to network is just get involved in the developer community. Just like join a discord, get involved in the discussion, participate in a hackathon. You're like completely clueless on what project you want to build at this point in time. Like participate in a hackathon, be forced to do one in seven days. A lot of times recruiters are looking at that. Um, and hiring managers are looking at that. And even if like your team doesn't get noticed, you're still spitting out a project very quickly, a very fairly impressive project that solves a real problem that can give you a taste of how to build something that's, um, that makes sense that helps people, um, in a shorter amount of time. So So you can, Get involved in the developer community in a way that feels very natural. Practice it. Once you get better with it, once you get better at talking with developers, now that starts opening up tons of opportunities to be able to already have those ins in companies. If they, here's the secret. If a developer likes you, they like they're not annoyed of you and they're like, I could probably code with this guy, right? I can kind of code with um, Dijor. Dejour. Yeah, Dejour, yeah. Dejour, okay. <laughs> yeah. I can probably code with Dejour um, and, you know, not want to, like, move across the office from him. Like, that's a win. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, so many developers, like, they just want to work with people that they want to work with. Um, and if you're humble enough, they'll train you. They'll get you better. So, mm-hmm. but how do they know about you and your lovely personality if they don't get to meet you, if they don't get to talk with you. Right. So put yourself out there more. That's, that's really my secret is put yourself out there more. And that's kind of like helps you skip the line, so to speak, and, and get noticed and get eyes on your resume. So it's not just tossed in the trash. Yeah. Okay. All right. So shoot. All right. We are at 11. I got a live stream, but, um, okay. Hopefully this helped. Um, it did. It did. Okay, good. All right. Well, um, yeah, anyways, I'll, I'll probably follow up after because uh, I got to hop into the live stream. But Dejour, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me.